Welcome in to the OMR Podcast International, where we go inside the minds of the biggest names in the digital business and tech scene. I'm Scott Peterson, digital marketing editor at OMR and co-host of the pod. It's not every day that you feel you know the future. Something needs to be awfully compelling or persuasive to label it as the next big thing or story of the year, especially when the year's not even reached the halfway point yet. Today's episode, however, is one of those rare situations. We at OMR are confident that our guest today runs what will be looked back upon as the business story of the year in 2021. I'm talking about grocery delivery service, Gorillas. Based in Berlin and launched in May of 2020, Gorillas raised $44 million in Series A funding this past December, and has since expanded its 10-minute delivery promise to other cities in Germany, as well as the Netherlands, London, and Paris. The genesis, however, lies in Europe's largest city, Istanbul, which is also the hometown of our guest today, Gorilla's founder, Consumer. This week, OMR CEO Philip Westermeyer has the honors and gets Sumer's take on why the business has been so successful in such a short amount of time, how his childhood memories inspired the business model and its 10-minute delivery promise, and how he's managed to incorporate his life's biggest passions, bikes, consumer businesses, techno music, and water polo, into the ethos and mindset of the startup's culture. All of that and more right now in the Omar podcast. Welcome to the Omar podcast, Khan Suma, founder of Gorillas. Hey, Philip. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, first question, obvious question. I mean, you founded your company in Germany, but you're Turkish, right? Yes, yes. I'm coming from Turkey, Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> when did you come to Germany? I mean, first time I came to Germany, it was it. I was quite young. Um, I came to uh, I came to visit my aunt. She was a professor here. I was like ten years old. Like uh, that times, I just bought my first first Game Boy. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, first Game Boy. And uh, but essentially, essentially, when I came the last time, it was two years ago. Um, two years ago, I moved here, and uh, like since then, I'm living in Berlin. And, and how come Berlin? How come Germany? <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, I came to Germany. I came to Berlin six or seven years ago to build a venture. Yeah. And I applied to Rocket Internet and <laughs> they didn't reply me. Then I applied to Rocket Internet again, didn't reply me. So six times I did this in one month. And then I said, okay, it's not going to work probably. And I, I wrote my Instagram, Istanbul, Berlin. At some point, I'm gonna come back, and uh, yeah. And six years later, I said in my in, in my head, it was always like Berlin. I'm gonna go to Berlin, build my venture. So now we're here, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. And, and um, so, you see, but you, when you first came here, it wasn't for gorillas. It was basically you wanted to like start something, but you didn't know exactly what. Um, to be honest, to be honest, when you're when you're living in Istanbul and when you make your way out. Um, what you want to do is not the first choice. So you just you just first want to make your way. And after that, uh, you know, like once you have the legal and admin stuff uh, in place, then you shift to what you do. And this is exactly what I did. First, built a venture for Rocket Internet, uh, B2B. So football. finally they accepted you then? <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Uh, and but in, in Istanbul, before you came here, you you studied mechatronics, right? You're like an engineer by, by trade. Exactly, exactly. I've, I mean, I'm a mechatronics engineer. Uh, and I took significant time to s shift from mechatronics to what I really want to do. Yeah. Um, and 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 I mean, also uh, when you when, when I talked to you before the podcast, I learned that you you played like 
water polo on the national level. You were the captain of the Turkish national team, so you're like an athlete as well. Yeah, like Philip, if if as I told you also before the before the podcast, if you know three things about me, is one is I'm madly in love with bikes, and second. I'm I'm in love with team sports, yeah. Um, and third thing is I love consumer businesses. So this is more or less <laughs> this is more or less like uh, three things about me. And and, and um, uh, the the bike love is, is 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 so big that it's not only like gorillas. Obviously, is a bike based business. You're like delivering by bike, yeah. but also like you rode your bike from from Istanbul to to China once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is this was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Uh, but bike life, but bike bike love is not only also the China trip, you know. Um, I mean, I'm madly in love with bikes. When I came to Germany, I had 100 euros, 88 euros. First day, I bought a bike. I have a bike tattoo, you know. Like, I carry my bike all around, and uh, and bike love is uh, is is something that that kind of touched me across across my life. And I think I think now that we changed this second biggest consumer spend on two wheels, it feels super special. Okay, uh, okay, and um, and I mean, so those three pillars of your of your life are also like included in in Gorillas, like obviously the bikes, and yeah, and yeah. I mean. Um, <laughs> You told me about like your warehouses and yeah, the warehouses yeah. are basically your locker rooms. You have like loud techno music in the warehouses. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so one thing I enjoyed while playing water polo is, is the locker rooms. It's uh, like in before the game, it's all about motivation. It's all about passion. It's all about commitment and the team. And after the after the game, it's more like celebration and uh, and very like very relaxed and uh, sentimental feelings so this is exactly what i see also in our in our warehouses now uh, now we have this decentralized warehouses everyone you know goes for the same goal and i just i just love it you know i just love it it's um, it's, it's super special you enter the warehouse like techno music playing uh, there the people are shouting like this is my order hey give me my order uh, didn't you put the banana inside you know this <laughs> i mean it's it's super super special environments i would say how, how old are you today 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 i'm so i'm 32 32 yeah. okay <laughs> and you also like you fitted in like a couple of years of consulting right you worked as a consultant in istanbul as well right uh yes 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 so <laughs> I, i mean so basically Basically, I I built my first venture, and after that, I said, okay, if I want to build a venture and you know raise some funds, this is this is this was my hypothesis by then. I need to have some reputation, some form of reputation, uh, and especially if I want to do this in Europe. So, so I I told myself, okay, Khan, you know, like you either be an entrepreneur or do something that will take you to entrepreneurship. And at that moment, I realized consulting is a is a very good option to do this. Um, is a very good option to do this. And uh, and at that point, I jumped into Bain and Company. Uh, three years, uh, three year, three three politically correct years, I would say. Politically correct years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, now that I see you and I know you, it, it, it seems like a strange fit. Like you had Bain, you must have had some trouble there. Yeah, I mean, you should ask. The, you should ask the partners. It's. Um, I mean, it was. It was To be honest, I'm someone who cannot be politi politically correct just because the environment is politically correct, and uh, and this, <laughs> this this sometimes gave tough times uh, to 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 the to the team, but overall overall it was quite successful. So three years full of implementation. Yeah, we I didn't do so much so many slides. 
<laughs> that that's that's why that's why uh, our pitch deck is not the fanciest one, but you know, just the uh, <laughs> pragmatic ones. First half, first half, I built with a great team, one of the uh, one of the best loyalty programs globally, I would say, between a Turkish bank and a between uh, Turkish Airlines. So we built this credit card, the retail partnerships, the app. Uh, so it was like it was it was great project with full of implementation and data. Um, the second, it was successful so that Bain, tell, Bain told me that, okay, Khan, you know, like now you can do, uh, you can do some entrepreneurial projects and the rest. So second half, one and a half years, it was all about moving from conglomerate to conglomerate and, uh, building small startups. <laughs> but but then, then you came to Berlin and you, you finally left, um, Bain and you yeah. came to Berlin and did you already have this idea of gorillas with you? I mean, I know there's a, there's a Turkish mm -hmm version of, of, of gorillas um, mm -hmm. what's yeah. it called getir 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 in my in my <laughs> turkish it's getir um, <laughs> did you already carry that in your head or like what brought you to finally found gorillas i mean like multiple things come together uh, when for for gorillas so i when i when i was when i came to berlin i i in my head i knew that i was going to build a venture but there were two ideas in my head and uh, one was One was the one was gorillas, and what 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 makes me so what what makes me want to build gorillas is basically three things. First, I'm in love with the service culture. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, imagine you go to you go to a Turkish restaurant. Yeah, and you order cigarette. First of all, they bring you the cigarette, but the the mo most importantly, when you ask for it. You know, someone goes to this. Uh, someone goes to the kiosk. They get the they get the cigarette. They open the pack. Uh, they you know they put on a on in on a on a nice uh, plate. You know they showcase you this uh, this this cigarette pack, and and this is not only in this example. Like in every part of the culture, there's service culture, and I quite like it. And this is this was something uh, that that I was seeking in each time that I was in Europe. Um, Especially Northern Europe and and Western Europe. So the service culture is not the same. Turkey has a much more service oriented But culture. We, yeah, I mean, yes. I think I think the I think how how people approach the service is a bit different. Uh, I mean, this this has multiple reasons in my point of view. One is one might be, uh, yeah, one one might be very much in the culture itself. One might be um, one might be like unfortunately unfortunate to say, but one might be income disparity. So. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why that's happening? Yeah, why why that's happening? But but very very importantly, like the, this service culture, service culture is something that something that I think is very beautiful. Uh, so so this is this is one thing that uh, I wanted to bring to mm -hmm. Euro, to Europe or uh, you know mature markets, I would say. And second second thing is. As you told, there was there was comparable models in Turkey. Uh, not only not only Getir, but I mean, if you think about this, if you think about this, when I when I was a little kid, yeah, uh, how how we were doing our groceries? I tell you, my mom was opening the window, shouting, two breads, <laughs> one you know, eggs and blah, and then the kiosk, the kiosk in front of us, they were just bringing the products. My mom was. Um, releasing one basket from the window 
and it was 10 minutes. <laughs> it was 10 minutes. So this is actually how we reach our essential needs was quite pragmatic and quite human. Um, so, so this would, I think this is, I think this is like the fundamental of, fundamental of the service culture. So, so but like, let, let's, let's try to understand how it started here. I mean, it's not a long time ago. It was like, you came here 2019. Yeah. And then you worked for Rocket again for like only a couple of months, right? Yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. the global food group. Yeah. B2B food group. B2B food group. Okay. Yeah. And then you finally decided, okay, you, did, you didn't have much money at the time. You were like basically broke. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still a bit broke. Uh, so exactly. I was, um, Yeah. So, but, but didn't they? I mean, you must have made some money at Bain and at Rocket. They pay. They, they pay okay, right? Yeah. To be honest, there's a Turkish saying: "When it flows, you need to save." And I never had a feeling that it flows in. So <laughs> I you mean, did say. yeah, because because if the, the moment, in my point of view, if you even if you're in the in a most well-paid job, uh, you're still in a well-paid job, and you don't really. I mean, you help creating the value, but you don't create financial value for your personal funds in my point of view. So, so that's why I said I never had, I never wanted to save. I just, I just want to invest in myself and my life and, uh, you know. So how, what was it like then? Like end of 2019. So, so a couple of months before Corona started, you decided to, to, to give it a try. I mean, yeah. and, and the story is apparently that, that you have started, I mean, the company wasn't called Gorillas at the time. It was called, what was it then the yeah. first name? I tell you the story, Phil. So, so I came to Germany with my wife. Yeah. Um, and first we were super happy. First we were super happy that we're here, but then we realized that it's going to take a while until we get the same standards in Turkey. And, and we, we were literally, quite broke yeah uh, i mean constantly living in the minus single income uh, so we were we were we were, um, we were exploring how we can how we can decrease our costs yeah um and and actually two things happened two things happened uh, one is <laughs> one is about, like you asked me the story how i built gorillas this is the exact story so One day we are coming from the grocery store, uh, with my, with my wife and we, we are walking and we were thinking, oh man, we spent like so much, so much money like this time. And how are we going to do this? How are we going to handle this? And, and I was, meanwhile, I was thinking about this model, you know, like I need to, I need to build, I need to build gorillas. I need to build gorillas. And what exact same time that we, uh, that we, We were thinking what to do next or how, how do we, uh, you know, cut our expenses. Never happened to me in my life. I never found money on the street. Never happened to me in my life. This, it was windy and this five euro bill out of nowhere, it just stick to my leg and it stayed there for, you know, like one <laughs> second or so. One second is actually quite a lot when, when, you know, something like this happens. And I, I'm a superstitious person and I said, Oh man, like if this is not a sign, what's a sign? And I, I looked at my wife. I said, we now go to, we now go to our place. We, we empty the living room. We built the shelves, get the products from Metro. And then I just do this. So we literally with all like the moment we get inside of our house, <laughs> I mean, she thought that I'm crazy. She still thinks that I'm crazy. Uh, and she has a point. She knows me very well. And, but I just begin from that moment on. I, I never stopped until then.
So, so you, you walked home like in a regular everyday situation. You found money on the street. You took this as a sign. <laughs> then you, you came back to your apartment and you and you created a warehouse in your apartment. And, and how did like then you built your first website and how did you find your first customers? Yeah. So so of course. Meanwhile, I I I said I worked on that. So what I did is while I'm building the shelves, you know, uh, from Orbi, got the products from Metro. I called my friend from Poland and uh, I told him. Man, there's something crazy. Uh, yeah, like uh, I have a I have a crazy idea, and you need to support it. And it's gonna be big. And when it's gonna be big, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be happy that you you helped me at the moment. He said, "Okay, what do you want?" Uh, he he's doing marketplaces. He's he's uh, he's building marketplaces. A software, a software developer. Yeah, software, but but super super basic marketplaces. And I told him, "Just give me one marketplace." have a neutral design you know, select one and i'm gonna change the domain i'm gonna change the product pictures and after that i'm gonna use it so, for he, a while. so, he, so he gave you like a, a pre-developed marketplace yeah, yeah. like a software for that and and that was your first uh, exactly exactly and so what was the company called at the time get, get goodies you had the name get goodies at the time. <laughs> get, get goodies get goodies oh, and then you put all the, the supermarket products on this marketplace and then how did you like get traffic on this <laughs> so <laughs> my wife helped me a lot on this one so What I did is I prepared flyers, like flyer designs, and I uh, posted them on A4 papers, you know, like four four flyers on one A4, A4 paper. Yeah. And I had 100 you know, out of 25 pages, and then I cut them and I said, okay, now let's do this. You know, let's, uh, let's put them in, inside of the mailboxes. I mean, and so you you walked we, around the neighborhood and put them in the mailbox yourself. Exactly, it's my apartment next door, the door, the, the, uh, you know, across right. the street. So it worked like a charm, you know, for hundred, for hundred, you know, like what's the conversion rate? Two, two, percent uh, or so. I heard in food delivery when, when you flyer it. I mean, we had 10% conversion. So, so, said, you, so you, you like, let's say you had like uh, four papers, you cut them out, so you one paper did gave you four flyers. Exactly. And how many flyers did you, did you throw? 25. 250. No, so in total, 100 flyers. Uh, 100 flyers. <laughs> 100 flyers and 10 replied to you and wanted to order food with you. Yeah, I, they, so what, what they, so first of all, I didn't have a functioning website. I didn't have the checkout. So, so because I just cloned one thing and put my products there, uh, I check, I, I check people on Google Analytics, you know, like first they entered, they spent a little bit of time, uh, they added products and then, They they wanted to go check out. They want, but I didn't have a checkout, so that's why uh, that's why some of them converted to cash payments. But many of them, I realized that they want to go to you know credit card payment and PayPal payment. So that's why I said, okay, this is gonna convert. This is gonna convert. Okay, and, and then then you delivered them the food yourself, mm -hmm. and you bought the food at Rewe or at Metro. Um, yeah. So in the beginning, in the beginning, it was Metro, but then from left and right, I collected the I collected the goods. So how it happened is. In the beginning, I said, "Okay, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna uh, put in, inside of the store." Yeah, and I said, "Okay, let me look at some products, you know, some other products, some uh, some online shops." And I have a feel. Then I have a feeling. When I looked at the, these other shops, I realized that like there are way too many things. And then I said, "Okay, like I need to prioritize this thing." I I got these categories. Yeah, and the subcategories. You know, what I mean by that is drinks. I didn't take drinks. I took uh, soft drinks. I didn't even take soft drinks, but took, en for example, energy drinks. Yeah, or like uh, bio soft drinks. 
So I had like a list of 60 to 70, um, 60 to 70 um, so, sub sub categories. I took this and I went to the I went to the street. I found like 40, 45 people and I made a WhatsApp group from from these people. So there were like 10, 20 people that I know and 20 to 30 people that I don't know. I just met, you know, and I asked them, I told them, look, you know, we're going to do something special here and you're going to be the, like the hist- history. You're going to be history for for something. And <laughs> some of them bought, some of them didn't buy. Um, but I asked them essentially two questions. So first question is, from these subcategories, which one would you buy from Gorillas? Buy then get goodies. Second question is, what would be your purchasing criteria? So what, how would you decide what to buy? Yeah. First answer, directly merged. Same people, uh, all people wanted to buy same things, similar things, and all people didn't want to buy similar things. So this kind of gave me an understanding of which products I should list uh, in, in the platform. The second question is a very interesting question. How, how would you buy things? Yeah. Uh, what would be your purchasing criteria? I mean, if you think about this, there are a couple of purchasing criteria. One, one might be price. You know, you want the cheapest one. One might be brand. You want a certain brand. One might be right size and packaging. So there was a consistent direction of the answers or consistent bucketing of these answers in these categories. What I mean by that, you want to buy a trash bag, yeah? If you go to a supermarket, you you see tons of trash bags. You know? Like it's like two, like one complete aisle, you know, not aisle, um, shelf mm-hmm. but essentially people want to have the right size they don't care about the, uh, you know brand they don't care about uh, they don't care about the color what they care about is i want 10 liter 20 20 liter 35 liter 60 liter bag and i want a bio option for this you know like a, a environmentally healthy option mm-hmm. so that's why you can actually have six products there six six SKUs there and you can close it. You don't need a huge aisle. But when it comes to beer, then people begin saying, I want uh, I want Heineken, I want a Bruegier, I want a, I love my local beer shop. So there you see that you cannot only have the sizes. You need to have like different brands. So that's why we went wider. This, but your market Can research was basically a WhatsApp group that you created from people on the street. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I love those searches so this is at Bain we did many of them and it works it works like a charm and it's and it's more personal I love it and and and, and I mean how did you like then d- turn this marketplace that you like gave got from your Polish friend mm-hmm. into like the app that we know today I mean who built this I mean who gave you the first like help that technically <laughs> you're not a developer <laughs> no, no I didn't have a de- developer but I met the I think the best person so it was quite lucky that uh, I met him so, Ronnie Shibley, our current CTO, was building the exact same business in Lebanon. So, while I was searching for our product partner, I took I took a deep breath and I searched for the exact, exact same product. I mean, I didn't search for a marketplace. I didn't search for a prototype that I that can be customized. I searched for someone who I can communicate well with or I understand myself, we have the same values and they built the exact same business. So Ronnie, apparently, I didn't know him by then, but I heard that 
there's someone in Lebanon who's doing the exact same I thing. I mean, how did you find him on LinkedIn or how did you find him? So basically, first, first, first I saw, I found the, I, I found the company. Uh, What's then, it called, Lebanon? Knock Knock. Knock Knock, yeah. okay. Then, uh, then, second thing was to find who was behind it. And by, and there I realized that there's someone who, who's my, who's my second, second uh, circle knows him. So he was my third, third network. So, uh, so I reached, I reached uh, Ralph, come uh, a friend of ours. And, uh, and basically, uh, basically I reached him. And after that, we clicked from the very first day. And then, then, then you convinced first. the guy from Lebanon, he lived in, in Beirut at the time? Yeah, yeah, he's um, he was he was living in he was he was living in Beirut, um, and man, what like f first we begin as you know customer and partner, so like we're doing hey I want this uh, like this is my design I want to do it this way I don't like this you know mm -hmm. to I cannot release this but then I realized that like this guy is also crazy like me he's like we are talking at one thirty two. To, like in the in the night, he's waking up. He's going to a room and he's talking to me. And and we really, you know, sometimes we get heated, sometimes we celebrate. Like it's it's full of emotions. And and at that point, I decided to put alarm clock for every day at six o'clock in the morning. No, no, in the evening, <laughs> in the evening. And at six o'clock for three months, I called him. I told him, Ronnie, you should join us. Ronnie, look, man, like believe in me. This is crazy amazing team you should join us so <laughs> at the end of the at the end of this 90 days uh, one day he called me at he didn't call me at six but he called me and he said that Khan you know what you know I'm coming there and then he moved to to Berlin yeah yeah he moved, then he moved. And, and how did you pay him I mean like the first few months that he like built your app for you from Beirut um how, how did you pay him yeah so w when I decided that I'm going all in I mean, N26 was giving me minus 8K uh, in my, my account and I was at minus 5K. And minus 2.5K, I paid for for one uh, for one very spectacular moment uh, in my life. So I, I can get into this later. So I had essentially 500 euros. So when Ronnie told me, you know, like, this is these are the costs and we have this these are the initial setup costs and you know it's more or less this much it's i mean high five digits <laughs> i told him <laughs> no 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 500 euros man 500 euros i'm going all in i'm gonna make this product you know like i'm gonna make, make this product like go crazy with a perfect team around it you know like we're gonna live with this product and then you're gonna be proud that your platform as a service company will be well known in Europe. So this is how we do it, and we we negotiated. And you know, like uh, in Lebanon, you negotiate quite tough. Uh, so we said, okay, let's give it a try. And I, like, you know, I should appreciate that his trust and belief because, like, he had no reason to do it, and and he did it. And I think it was a it was a good decision. So yeah. so the first month, you you basically built a company. With no money. I mean, you had your friend in Poland who gave you the first marketplace. Yeah. You had the guy in Lebanon who 
who who you gave 500 euros for the for the app yeah. and, and and the and the merchant I mean the, the products you bought them on with your disc with your with your like credits on index and N26 uh, at Rewe and, and Metro and then resold them in your neighborhood not 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 really because I I ran out of money after the, after I talked to Ronnie because I gave mm -hmm. I, because You know, I gave everything to him, and then I said, "Okay, now now we need to uh, we need to make this for real. You know, we need to rent a place. We need to uh, get some products. So how can I do it?" So, <laughs> I mean, at that point, I called my mom. <laughs> I remember. Uh, so I, so basically, I told her, "Mom, you know what? I raised the money. I I got the funds in. Finally, it's happening. But there's nothing, you know. <laughs> Everyone says yeah, no every yeah, single day. You achieve your mom a little bit. Every single day, I get at least 10 to 20 no's at mm. the, at those times. Oh, you you were already pitching at the time. I'm a pre-revenue. I, I began pitching. Yeah, and two VCs. Two, yeah, two angels more, most of the mm -hmm. time. And I'm you know like I'm seeing like the reaction from the market. Man, everyone's laughing. Like I mean, they're listening to me and they're laughing while they're listening, but in a, in a teasing way. And I said, okay, so. I need to get this money in. I need to get this running. I called my mom, told her, you know, mom, I, r I raised the money. I raised the money. This is going to be big. I'm doing this. <laughs> But I need to pay the lawyers. <laughs> you know, I need to pay the lawyers. Like, otherwise, I cannot get the money. And... Uh, She, I think she understood that, you know, it's not that straightforward. So, but so she gave you a couple she, thousand. Euros. She gave me, she gave me, she gave me four thousand, and also my co-founder put four thousand, and so it's eight thousand euros. Yeah, and we said, okay, now we rent the first place. We begin biking. We looked around, uh, so we saw we were about to share a thirty meter square place uh, with a fashion designer. Then we said, no man, like. This is gonna go crazy. We cannot get this place, and we found a place at Danziger Straße. Our Danziger Straße, yeah, in, in, yeah, okay. yeah, our first uh, heaven, heaven. It's, uh, it's an amazing place. So, uh, so we we want to rent the place. Caution plus the first rent is more than eight thousand euros. What are we gonna do? Uh, so they don't let me. They like the company doesn't have credit history. They don't. They want us like upfront payment. So uh, my co-founder. Uh, find a guarantor, you know, if something, so we tried to, to we tried to uh, get a, we tried to get a, a position that we don't pay caution and we just, you know, do the upfront payment. And uh, yeah, so somehow we, you know, we talked, we talked to the guys and we said, okay, first month's rent, we pay monthly and we just pay the first month's rent. But I mean, like after some pitching to angels, finally you found, also found a business angel that, that believed in you. Yeah, the first people who wouldn't laugh at us was uh, Christoph Meyer and famous business angel in yeah, Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, uh, we, are, we are still we are still talking, you know, on a on a on a frequent basis. Actually, after after here, I'm gonna go and meet him. Um, I mean, he was he was spectacular, and I think he 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 was asking, uh, you know, he was asking questions that's pushing me uh, in the beginning, but he understood that I'm not. I'm not joking. I mean, I see this. I see, I see it. I see where it's going. And uh, he believed in me. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. It's, and, and, and I mean, he invested a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in the beginning, it was it was a seven-digit investment, a low level seven-digit. Um, uh, of course, there were a couple of angels also uh, in the in the game. Uh, and then yeah, and then it just just took it. And to I mean, like before we get into the metrics, because I mean, at first glance, the model doesn't look very, very interesting. I mean, you you deliver like 
products from a supermarket to somebody's house very individually. So you ask like, how is this going to ever going to be profitable? You you promised to be there in 10 minutes. Hmm. So so it looks like this is not a model that um, that that can work. But before we get into this, um, like when did you switch to the name Gorillas and who had this genius idea? I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic name. Ah, I love the name. I love the name. So first of all, I was... I was never confident with get goodies. Yeah. It was, there were trademark issues. There were, um, there were many things around this name. And, and also I, I wasn't super happy with it. You know, what's get goodies? So I was in my, in my head, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking and asking some people in the creative domain, like, what do you think this kind of a business should be named? And they were all saying very similar things. Grocery is about trust. Grocery is about freshness. Grocery is about uh, green and, you know, like it's about, it's about building this trust. I said, okay, it's about trust. It's about freshness. But is it only the name? It's not only the name, how we build trust and, you know, freshness. And if you look at the domain now, there's Reve, Aldi, Bio Company, like there are many different names who have been with their visuals, with their, uh, you know, overall composure, owning this fresh and uh, trust and uh, other things around, uh, around supermarkets. And if today with a super bold model, if you try to own the same thing, first of all, you're losing, you're going into a losing game. It's a losing battle there because, I mean, I trust these guys. And I wouldn't trust gorillas in the beginning. So it's, it's not about trust, basically. Actually, at that point, I began thinking, okay, it's about values. It's about who we are. And then I, 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 I begin thinking about like, who, who are we? What are we doing? Is this, uh, is this a grocery company that delivers things in 10 minutes? Or is it a bunch of crazy people that get together and, uh, you know, try to rush, uh, pack us from A to B? Not at all. So at our core, at our core, we are about four things. We are authentic people, taking bold decisions, owning the change and don't wait for the change and always keep riding. So these four people, bold and authentic, is it get goodies? No, man, it's gorillas, you know? And, and so you had the idea, it was your name, you like... You, you, you yeah. sat there and said, okay, I'm going to call it gorillas. That was your yeah. brainchild. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was my brainchild. The hardest part was to convince people that it should be gorillas. And I, at the end of the, I didn't convince any, like, no. And it's gorillas because of the Go, I mean, there's Go Puff in the US, which is no, like no, also no. like a game, very similar game. And did you like want to have something with Go in the beginning or like, no, how no, did you find it? No, no, no. I mean, not at all, I would say. It's, uh, I mean, these kind of things, they shaped later on. Um, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't think about, in the beginning, get goodies was something like this. That's okay. It's, there should be goodies, like maybe get and, but gorillas, it was just an outcome of the process that this thought process that I just thought. And it's bold, authentic. It's, it can reflect our values. It can carry our values. And it's not grocery only. It's about doing things, uh, unconventionally. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and so now the model, I mean, <laughs> how does the model work and why is why is, is, is this such a strong model? I mean, how many people do you have today? How many employees? Uh, today is a, is a bit more than 800. It's called getting close to 1,000. 1, yeah. Okay, and, and how many warehouses do you have today? 
today yeah <laughs> i don't know if one is open now like we're, we're launching one today uh 11 warehouses is what we have today across three countries uh, across two countries so. and, and i mean you have the plan for the next couple of weeks is to to ramp it up to how many yeah so so we are now fixing fixing certain things uh so uh, like it looks like sunshine and rainbows and uh, <laughs> it's not like that so we fix we fix some basics um, and we're almost there. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have a new new app design. We're gonna have uh, like much cooler products. Uh, we have 50, 60 new locations coming up, uh, and we have very cool very cool campaigns. Uh, like not campaigns, but actually community building uh, projects. I would say. So we now prepare this, and the moment we prepare this, we're just gonna in the Q1 we're gonna go and spread this to 50, 60 other locations. Okay, okay. So, so now explain the model a little bit. Why, <laughs> why is it such a good model and what do, do people don't see from the outside? Man, model is simply beautiful. Like, it's simply beautiful. It's, it's not because it's 10 minutes, by the way. It's not because, you know why it's beautiful? Because it's so primitive. The model is actually take, awakes the this primitive, uh, primitive uh, emotions of people. So, I tell you why. So, can I tell you a little bit about like more detail, like what problem we solve, or do you really yeah, want yeah, sure, specific sure, sure, metrics sure. or something? Okay. So, if you if you look at grocery space, it's one of the two primitive needs of people, yeah. And so, so you need to stay somewhere, housing, and you need to eat things. And this is what this is a super big need and that that's that's why also the market is super big in in europe is 2.6 trillion uh, globally it's 11 trillion blah 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 like but essentially people buy things people do groceries for three main reasons so one is the emergency purchases you know you know you cook panna arabiata you have the pasta pasta in water you need the sauce how can you get it you need that sauce that moment but how can you get it online delivery no, I mean, there's many more value. You cannot, uh, you know, like, there, you, you, there's there are the delivery windows that I don't understand. So one third of the market is underserved, this emergency purchases. Second third of the market is replenishments. So basically, this is the use case. You, you go to your kitchen, you open your fridge, you look inside of your fridge and at that moment, at that moment, you want to grab something from your fridge. And that moment you realize that the thing that you want to grab from your fridge is not in your fridge. So you realize that, oh man, I want things to appear here. The need is super, super, super emergent actually. But what do you do? You just close the fridge. You go to your living room. So one third, another third of the market is underserved. What we think is, the beauty of this model is not that uh, two-thirds of the market is underserved, uh, you know, like Monday, team yoga. Yeah, it's not that. Two-thirds of the market is underserved, but the bigger problem is the rest of this one-third of the market, weekly or bulk purchases, is super-served. All of the solutions push people to order big amounts stock in the warehouse and as uh, stock in their houses and you know, carry this all of these bags home. For me, it's super counterintuitive. Why? Yeah. So let's say that you and me, Philip and Khan, <laughs> we 
We go 20,000 years ago, yeah? 20,000 years ago, we are in a cave, yeah? And you get hungry. You get hungry and you want to check the, go back in the cave and see if we have food, you know, just like you go to your fridge. You go there, you're very hungry, you check it out, there's no food, yeah? There's no food. You're hungry, you know, you come, you come in front of the cave and you say, come, there's no food. I don't know if you, if you speak by them, but you draw it maybe. So, so there's no food in the cave. And I think there's no caveman ever existed that would give you this answer. Philip, don't, don't worry. Wait for Saturday. We don't go hunting now. We wait three, four more days. We go for a bulk hunting with you, bulk gathering with you, and then we eat on Saturday. We do, we do a bulk. Man, it's, it's not in our genes to okay, wait for the bulk I, I, person. I understand the, the consumer proposition. I, mean, I understand yeah. that, that people want like emergency purchases and yeah. that the, the desire for, for your service is there. Yeah. But then, I mean, there's this, the unit economics question. I mean, how can it ever work if somebody only orders an Arabiata sauce? Yeah. That's like, what, is, what does it cost? Like an Arabiata sauce, maybe like, I don't know, four euros or something? Exactly. And then how can you make money if you deliver this? Yeah, perfect. So first of all, First of all, so let me let let me let me finish what I tell you, and then it's gonna connect to this question, okay? Mm -hmm. So, what we what we believed what we believed is if some one company pops up and surfaces emergency purchases like Arabiat or the replenishments, people would shift their share of wallet more and more from these big purchases to the middle ones. People wouldn't do big purchases, but do smaller, but uh, you know, mm -hmm. like more frequent ones. And in, within these small purchases, there will be the Arabiata sauce, but there will be also the replenishments, which is quite sizable. You know, Arabiata sauce is $1.99 in our store, but replenishment is 50, 60 euros, sometimes more. Yeah. So the question is, where would it end up as, as average order value coming to your question? Um, and... I think this is this the answer of this question is this. Imagine you do everything bulkly. Yeah, imagine a scale. Imagine a scale. On one side of the scale, there's super bulk purchases. You buy everything that you need that month once. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll find mine. And on the other side of the scale, you buy everything alone. You buy the sauce alone. You buy the, mm. uh, you know, water, one bottle of water. One banana. One banana, like everything. Mm. Buying, buying everything, I'll find mine <laughs> once, yeah, in, in, in advance is not convenient. But also buying one by one is also not convenient. So there is somewhere in between, there's a, a sweet spot for convenience that will shape things, you know? So the question is, where is this point going to be? So basically the question is, what's your average order value in the long term? Yeah, in the long term, it's going to be over 30 euros for sure. I mean, now, Over 30 euros, you think? Uh, And you see it already? Is it is it already yeah, like? Is it shaping? It's shaping. It's shaping towards that. It's shaping towards so so that so with thirty euro order um, value, you can be profitable. So you your 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 purchasing conditions are, are good enough, so you get yeah. enough yeah. margin from buying the products. So that, that 
I mean, the, basically, right now at Gorillas, the products cost the same as in the supermarket. You don't have a, you're not, you're not very expensive uh, yeah. for for the customer, right? Exactly. No, 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 because it's enough. It's enough. Like the model is more efficient. More, the model has, um, you know, less in-store costs. The model has, um, you know, less less in-store costs. Is like the, is a very big one actually. So we have less in-store costs, and this 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 is reflected to prices. Also, we have less waste. That's that also uh, is reflected to fresh prices. Okay, but you have the other rider costs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so in Hamburg yesterday. So in yesterday, yesterday in Hamburg, I did I did two rides in 30 minutes. So it's much much less than much less than my Berlin average. But I mean, so if you ride yourself, you can do like five five deliveries in an hour. Yeah, in Berlin, I do five deliveries in an hour. And, and is that is that like true for the most of your work? No, 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 not at all. Because man, when I'm on my bike. You, you get it fast, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, how, how much can you can your average delivery colleague do? Yeah, I mean, this is this is sens this is sensitive, but I can tell you, uh, you know, this is like a, a bedroom info. So, so I mean, I, I'm happy to tell you, but uh, what I can tell you is what I can tell you is is gonna so. I can compare it with the with the food delivery a little bit for you. Yeah. So, what happens in food delivery? First of all, I mean, you mean restaurant delivery. Restaurant delivery. Yeah. yeah. Restaurant. Lieferando. Exactly. And this stuff. So, there are three things. Yeah. Your average order value, your take rate, and how many orders you do per hour. Mm -hmm. Let's begin with the average order value. I I might be wrong with these numbers. Maybe it developed, but you know, when I was benchmarking. Uh, I was I was using these numbers. So the average order value is around 16 to 20 euros for meal. Uh, for for meal, yeah. So, so this is what I and this is happening with a minimum order value. Um, so on this on this on this uh, average order value, you have 20 to 25, 20 to 30 percent take rates, the commissions from the restaurants, and if you're lucky, in a complete day, you do. Somewhere between 1.8 to 2.2 uh, rides per rider hour, and demand distribution is super off. You know, nothing happens. People get hungry in the, during lunchtime. lunchtime. Huge peak. Nothing happens, or less thing happen. And after that, people get another. People get hungry again in the, night, in, huh? in, in the night. So, take this one, and this one created a mission impossible. For for uh, for delivery companies, food delivery companies, and put some competition on top and increase the marketing cost, you burn like 10 to 15 euros per order. So this gave a so bitter taste to the uh, you know to the journalists, entrepreneurs, and uh, you know investors. And now there's a myth: no delivery company can make money, or can make. I mean, can make money is I think actually a bad thing to say, but cannot build a sustainable change in the domain. So, what happened after that in food delivery? They wanted to, so they wanted to say, okay, we need to somehow find another profit pools. And what can we do? We can do ghost kitchens. We can get into the 30% profit pool, extra profit pool of the restaurants. And we look at the data, build the right restaurant at the right place, just optimize for delivery. And then we take this 30%. So then ghost kitchens appeared. The beauty of our model is, We are ghost kitchens from the first day. Ghost, ghost warehouses. Ghost basically. warehouses. Yeah. So 
So we are not we are not replicating something. Uh, if we would buy from the if we would go and pick from the supermarket, then we would have we would have done the same thing. But basically, we are not doing that. We own our own inventory, and this 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 makes us. So, so you're saying we have like. Uh, Compared to 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 Liferando and Deliver Hero yeah. and those companies, you have a better average order value. Yeah, you have a higher frequency per hour. Definitely, you do, you know, have no peak hours uh, or less peak hours. Less peak hours. Yeah. Less peak hours, and you have better margins because you don't have the restaurant margin. You can buy directly yeah. from the producer. So you're saying, seeing you base. I mean, and we're talking about companies that are worth billions. I mean, Liferando is yeah. worth billions, and yeah. Deliver Hero is worth billions. Yeah. So you're saying, like, basically, uh, you found the better model and. Compared to companies that are quite valuable, I, I didn't find the model. I didn't find the model, uh, but I may like, and we, but we are executing very well in my point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, so we 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 haven't found the model. So, I, but but we are doing something unique with the model. And how many SKUs do you usually have? I mean, what what, what do you think? I mean, I mean how many products are you going to have in the, in the in the warehouse? I we are now ramping it up. Um, But it depends from market to market. But I mean, in, in an average supermarket, in a, in a Rewe market, there's probably like 20,000 products? Yes. Like, uh, I mean, it depends on the format, but it's from it's from uh, 6,000 to 40,000. You know, like and then you're going to have then two to 3,000? But in discounters, Lidl, for example, for a long time, they had how many? 2,500 products max. Uh, but what I can tell you is what we try to... Let me not give you some some numbers because this is these numbers are you know uh, confidential uh, not confidential but they're but, changing uh, yeah it's changing constantly I mean today for example there's a big change in number of SKUs so but anyways we look at a couple of things so in London for example average person buys 220 different products in a year in a year 220 different products mm -hmm. from a supermarket in supermarkets with 60,000 products yeah But no two people buy the same. Buys the same uh, 2020. So what we try to do here is how can we create a the 5% of this? Well, how can we select this 5% of the world in terms of goods so that we A, promote living more with less, yeah, more convenience with less uh, consumption, like less amount of consumption, and B is create a super efficient model. So this is basically what we try to do with our assortment and we ramp it up. We ramp ramp this number up until we cover the essential needs. There's rumors in the market that that that, that it, it is possible for you to like have like a, 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 a more than 100 million in revenue in 2021. Is that possible? <laughs> uh, definitely. Yes. But, but ma you mean you mean monthly? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean yearly. I mean, like, the, so you mean December or you mean whole? 2000? I mean, I mean, 2021 this year. Like, you think you can crack 100 million revenue already? I mean, definitely year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you're already. I mean, but 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 it's not a revenue game. It's a it's a margin game. So so it's not a it's not a business that has uh, that has 30 so like revenue is a misleading misleading uh, metric here because revenue grows much faster than probably you imagine so um the key thing is is there a clear road to profitability one question and second is uh, of course how you 
create a community. You know how you how you uh, create a community that's uh, that's building this with you in terms of I mean I mean consumers. But is it is it is it focused on big cities only? Can it only happen in Hamburg and Berlin and Cologne? Or can, I mean, Flash and Post they started in Münster, for yeah. instance, small city. Yeah. Do you see a business also happening in, in Münster for, or a similar city? Uh, so. We, we are analyzing it. We have a big data tool that shows this, and like we identified, we identified many locations on on small on small cities. But we are not uh, first. First, we want to cover the big cities because as we cover the big cities, we are we're learning every single day. We are still in this process of uh, learning and optimizing the model. And when when optimized model will work the, in in smaller cities. Okay. Okay. So, so, so you're thinking small cities can at some point also be on the roadmap? Yes. 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 I mean, at some point, yes. Okay. And, and you're active right now in, in in Germany. Which cities are you working? So, at the end of Q1, yeah, at the end of Q1, we will we will cover uh, the most dense the most dense seven cities. In, in Germany. But in the end, I mean, do you think about a city or do you think about a neighborhood? I mean, I know that in Hamburg, we, we talked about this mm, before the podcast, mm. you have three different warehouses yeah. to serve like in Hamburg, the Schanze and yeah. Winterhude yeah. and Altona, right? So it's it's like you're thinking neighborhoods. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, thinking neighborhoods and like I would say like 80% of the, of the uh, inner city population will be covered. Let's put it this way. 80% of the inner city population. Yeah. And, and, and how, okay, right now you have 11 warehouses? Yeah. And then that's one. One is in Cologne. Couple is in Berlin. Couple so, in Hamburg. So, three, three Cologne, one Hamburg. Six, uh, six in six seventh. We I don't know if you're if you if you're live yet with it, but uh, seven seven. Let's say seven in Berlin. Uh, it's already eleven, and we have uh, now one in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. and, and why Amsterdam? Huh? Why Amsterdam? <laughs> I mean, I love Amsterdam. So. <laughs> <laughs> so um, But I'm not kidding. I mean, we as a company, like we really believe doing businesses in places that we love. Uh, so, and I don't know if it's a coincidence, but data always tells the tells the tells the similar results. So, what did what, you look at? I mean, what, what do you look at when you open a city? I mean, so first of all, I go there personally and bike. Yeah. So I go there personally, bike. You know, look at look at uh, look at the people, talk to people. Um, And and then and then take an take an Airbnb, you know, like take an Airbnb in a, in the district that I want to open and uh, we want to open, and then order some some groceries with the current methods, you know. You what? Then you understand more or less what's happening. Then you understand that you need to stay in either you need to uh, either you have a good option or not. So in Amsterdam, you know why I think the biggest penetration thing will be. The mm -hmm. stairs, man. The yeah. stairs, man. They're so narrow. They're so narrow. Like it feels like it feels like climbing. You know, it's like a temple in in Mexico. You know, you know they, they have these temples. So <laughs> it's so narrow and so steep. I think this is so. You 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 understand these kind of small details uh, when you when How, you when is, you live is, it? Is, can you can you notice like that? Most of your um, customers live like in higher. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is it true? I mean, yeah, yeah. fourth, fifth floor. Um, because it's extra value. If you're in the first floor, you want to go. You know? But if you're in the fourth, fifth floor, you want to get. So this is, I think, the. Difference. In Amsterdam, many people live up, uh, like high up. No, uh, no, but they have stairs. You know, st 
Man, but I mean, the, like, like, like give me the metrics. Like, I, mean, <laughs> okay. I, I, I understand this. This is very anecdotal and very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I give but, you the I, but I'm okay. sure you're like also looking at like. Yeah, I know, I know. We, do, we have a, we have a big data tool that tells us open there. Yeah. So, and, and w- 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 based on what? Yeah. So many things, man. Many things. So population density, uh, early adapter rate, uh, discount penetration, um, supermarket penetration. You know, like we have, we have ter- third wave, third wave, uh, coffee shop penetration, uh, scooter penetration. We have, we have many things and, uh, food delivery penetration, but not, I mean, interestingly, not always we use the, we use it as a correlation, for example, food delivery penetration. And for example, Berlin, I mean, we chose Berlin because there's inverse correlation between food delivery and, uh, food. De- we believe there's inverse correlation between food delivery penetration and, uh, What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I formulate in the wrong way, but what I think is, you let's say that we do this in Berlin, yeah, we do this in Berlin, and in Berlin, we don't have the most most advanced uh, food delivery system, you know, like or convenience convenience culture. So there, are, I, so that's why if you want to eat something, if you want to eat something, you need to wait a little bit. Uh, now, Volt is slowly changing that um but it's not it's not really well covered compared to other capitals and in supermarkets also there's no there's no good solution there's no good solution there's no ocado there's no you know solution that directly brings it to you so that's why what we do here is is perceived the incremental value of what we do here perceived as super high what i mean by that is it feels like getting a solution from 90s to 2030 and this creates like wow like it's, it's a wow a, effect a wow effect but well with like which which creates a good viral effect around around the business but if you go to london for example yeah amsterdam is also one of the one of one of the uh, landscapes like this so the like the digital solutions are so so advanced you know like are, are so convenient that the incremental value that you bring is not from 90s to 2030s, but it's more like 20s to 30s. In yeah? Amsterdam or like where? In, in Amsterdam, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in my point of view, then you just say, okay, 10 minutes delivery, it's good. It's another solution. You know, it's not like, wow, man, that's 10 minutes. So you're saying that the wow effect is bigger in Berlin than in, in Amsterdam? It's going to be like that in my point of view. It's going to be like that in, in, in markets that has lower levels of uh this is just a hypothesis it might be completely wrong but, but so, so you're saying like most german cities are like in the 90s in terms of food delivery and like foreign or like international cities some of them are already like more advanced you have more convenience there and so gorillas uh, not, is not going to make such a big difference yeah i don't want to say it's it's it's, not, it's nine it's 90s but especially after the delivery delivery wars you know like it wasn't like that for two years ago because there were like delivery fedora uh you know liferando But then once they get out, there there was a big gap of there was a big big gap of uh, convenience. For a long time, for a long time, there was only Liferando there, uh, and compared to other capitals, this was one of the only capitals that I've been and I, I see only you know one player taking uh, taking the market. In an, uh, how many how many um, customers do you have? <laughs> like, <laughs> like roughly, yeah. Yeah. What I can say is, in our delivery, so we don't let me not tell the numbers um, exactly, but but it's it's, we, it's more than fifty thousand. 
yeah, yeah. It's more than that. Yeah, yeah, more than that. It's, uh, but it's is it already six digit? It's getting there. It's gonna be there. Like once we open, once we open. First of all, not customers. So I I want to I want to tell this. You know, like I I'm we're super into metrics, but uh, so we don't we don't really treat this okay customers crm discount code uh, bah, bah, bah. like it's, it's like more 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 it's like we don't do that so at the moment what we do is and we don't we don't care so much about number of customers philip so what we care about is repurchasing a, a, exactly but a couple of but a couple of things not repurchasing like this is one metric we do but what we would try to do is we believe that we believe that if you're going to the moon, yeah, you shouldn't go to the supermarket, man. If you have this technology, you should have a you should have a more techy approach to to do this. You know, you can go to the moon, man. Like imagine this: you we go to the space. Like, this is something. This is for me something. You know, incredible. Something, yeah. So, yeah, something incredible. But if we have this technology, why the like why my most primitive need doesn't come come to my my home? You know, so. So this is a significant change. So this is not something incremental in my point of view, because this, this there are huge industries around this most primitive need, and to move this, we need a, we need values, we need values and a community that shares these values, and we need to share these values to the community, and that's why number of customers is a misleading metric number of like size of the community and community meaning that number of people that we went f- to their doors and explained our vision explained what we tried to change explained who we are is the real metric and that's coming that's that comes with retention that comes with exactly like you said retention how like um what that the, i mean of course there's service levels attached to it but uh, retention is all also about you know like if you're if you have uh, buy into the vision of the company so how um uh, how do you advertise i mean you the first i understand first customers you you g- gained them because they were your neighbors and you threw the mm. the flyers in, into their mailboxes and, mm. and today i mean uh, is it like all word of mouth i mean i see that you do some like app store yeah. advertising but but how do you advertise mm. <laughs> i mean we have a fancy name for it inside we call it viral growth loop design viral growth <laughs> loop design yeah okay. um so this this basically is something that we begin exploring and thinking about because we began in full constraints yeah and what i mean by that is we had zero zero cap zero uh, budget for marketing for a long time and we said okay i mean how can we design free touch points that will take our values and reflect to what we do and uh, so this is this is the approach we do and and touch point what i mean is like every touch point that we have the customer we have with the customer is a is a touch is a is can be a different channel it can be facebook it can be youtube it can be uh, you know a, a postcard it can be our uh, our bike crew on the street you know many touch points so we design this wild growth loop how do we do it we do three things we give our community first of all we give our community 
something they have to talk about. Something that they would be super amazed. I mean, there's no way that you don't talk about it. Yeah, it's one thing. Second thing is we tell them how it's best for us, for them to talk about it. And then third one, we talk about it. So just to give an example, I don't think 10 minute delivery is worth to talk. I mean, you can talk about it, but 10 minutes is not, is not, not impressive enough. Yeah, no, I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. But two minute delivery is more impressive. Yeah. I mean, two minutes, you order two minutes, bam. Yeah. You have to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. How can you create so viral growth loop has two minute delivery, for example. But how is it possible? I mean, you can't be in two minutes at somebody's door. You can be. Upstairs, you can do. How? Uh, upstairs is you upstairs of the warehouse you can do. Okay. So so you know this you know this concept of don't have one thousand customers don't have hundred thousand customers that love you but have like that don't have hundred thousand customers but have one hundred people community that really loves you. This is what this is what this I what we believe is is we are proud of building and that that's the base of why things are going viral. So. And and the fundamentals of this reality is these three things. Two minutes delivery. I tell two, three minutes. Um, and so so it's not classic advertising, but some, so at some point, will there be like people like riding the bikes in costumes or will there be like gorillas costumes or what is it going to be like? Uh, I, I ride myself sometimes with costumes and I sometimes walk in costumes. Uh, but can you scale that? I mean, you can't scale that. I mean, you no, can't. no, I can't scale that. And, and I don't want to scale that because... Because what I realized is some babies are getting scared. Man, you know, <laughs> okay. I walk sometimes, you know, like I'm super happy inside of the costume, but uh, babies scared. I, I, we're not doing it. I mean, it's super viral. Like people, people like it. Um, and, but we, we will stop it because babies scare. I, I don't like that. Okay. So, so okay. The, the, the even f faster delivery times than 10 minutes mm. is impressive. What else is impressive? Man, values. Sticking to values is impressive. Authenticity is impressive. So, you don't you don't sell cigarettes. Is that also like because of your values? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is more of a technical thing than than our values. So our values is four things, and uh, so I, I I repeat this over and over again. But tell me if I repeat too much because like we because I my job what I do now is I repeat these values man. I repeat it to at all time all all parts of like all my teammates you know so. Authentic people. We are authentic people. We take bold decisions. We always keep on the change and always keep. But how, I mean, how are you going so to bring this, it to the next level? I mean, I understand that. That I mean, I I I know you, so I can totally trust that you have these values. But how, I mean, if you hire a rider, yeah, in the end he has to like also carry that, and also you have to skate. I mean, it's how can you get this into Amsterdam and and and, and make it a business? I you mean, mean the values? Yeah, yeah, super easy. So, because it's a priority. Yeah, so because it's a priority, I, I say time on this because, I mean, our, first of all, it begins, it begins from me, yeah? I, in, in the fundraising part, in the fundraising part, one of our, uh, coming to your marketing question, 20, 25% of the traffic is generated by uh, flashy colors, you know? Flashy colors on, on, on the branding, you know, like uh, you, you have pink, you have, uh, you know, orange, you have the, 
I'm not comfortable in these colors. And in my vision is to change how riding is perceived. I'm I lived on my bike six months, yeah, and I want how I want to change how riding is perceived. How can you do this? Two things: you have a legal base and a fine, comfortable legal and financial base for our bike crew, and you make them proud on on the bike. So then it's not a gig; they don't take they don't take the back from A to B, but they're on a they're on a vision to change how riding is perceived. So within within this within this vision. When we were, we had zero money, we had zero money. We were raising funds, and one if one one of the investors came in and you need to have a flesh color, you need to have like billboards. Like it's just like the like the fedora and, and delivery. They they have cool they have cool colors, but I mean you can do it in a cool way, but you have to have flesh color. We didn't have we didn't have you know money to invest in at that moment. I said, look man, we we can grow slower. We can grow slower. We don't care, but my bike crew will be proud on their bikes and i'm not proud when i have the flashy color so i like all black i like all black i want to have i want to have the nicest equipment you know like i, want I mean the to... gorilla's logo looks like the supreme logo almost. yeah yeah like i i want to be proud i don't want i'm not some my my bike crew is not a bike crew that's a billboard my it's, we are not billboards man if we grow less we grow less I mean, uh, yeah, and if you don't want to invest because it's not, don't fucking invest in me, you know. So, so this is this is this is basically how we how and and we had 100 euros in the bank account while while I'm saying this, and it was like you know. Uh, but so, but, but, but what I come to your question? Hmm? So how can you scale this to Amsterdam? How can you scale this to other countries? We religiously give the meaning why we exist and i i tell you like i tell you i tell you how you can exist there's only way to scale this is to really understand what what's, what's the purpose of the business and is our purpose groceries is our purpose 10 minutes deliveries it's, it's not this the scaling of it like this uh, vibrant momentum around the business is not about we delivering 10 minutes or we delivering 15 minutes or seven minutes it's about a company popped in, popped out, and with these four values, we create a we we created a magnetic connection with with our community, not because we delivered the groceries, because because we inspired we inspired this community to interact with the world differently. They don't ask, oh, how how fast is this? They so they ask you, how did you do it? You know they. They, they're inspired because like they realized there was so primitive need that they have and we showed them so this is this is this is what we're this is how we scale it then let, me, let me let me just come back with a very technical marketing question like, ask me uh, like the percentage of your marketing expenses is that yeah. like five percent or like two percent or ten percent of, of your revenue like what do you see what do you what do you what do you expect there uh just tell me let me tell you the right answer it's it's around one and a half percent. One and a half percent is only less, less paid marketing, so it's it's yeah. not very important. Yeah. Okay, so it's viral is important. Huh? Viral is much more important than paid marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe back to the model. I mean, what you see with with um, Flash and Post and others is that they, I think, long term will make money by charging um, the the producers of those of their products to be like 
in a very special place in the app. So you you you, you basically have a media model where, like Amazon, where you, where yeah. your companies that that you deliver, mm. they can pay for very good location or very good mm. um, yeah. presentation in your app, mm -hmm. and then then you get like media intake, media revenues mm. that are very profitable. Is that uh, already yeah. happening? That was gonna happen, but we didn't want it to happen because. Like it was a very big corporation, and uh, we didn't know if it was the right thing to do, because, yeah. So you got approached by like a big uh, yeah. supermarket, well, well, uh, not supermarket, uh, but uh, like a CPG company. Yeah. CPG company, and they want to like give you money so that you yeah. present their products in a better place in the app. Yeah, yeah. And but you don't believe in that? I mean, they wanted us to display it in Gorilla's Fave, man. Gorilla's Fave is not packaged product. It's, it's Gorilla's Fave is is a faves is a, like a certain tab in the app yeah. where you have products that you like personally. <laughs> yeah. you, you or your team. <laughs> yeah, that that we. But you know, it's. I this is just bananas for us. You know, we are gorillas, and you know what we like is bananas. So that's why in Gorilla's Fave we have bananas. And they want their product <laughs> to be there as well. Yeah, man, but. Uh, But I mean, do you see this business happening at some point? That, yes, that I see it. I see it happening. I see it happening, but uh, it should happen our way. I mean, just because a couple of cents, we don't do it. Okay, so somebody has to spend big and then he'll be like at a, uh, a nice place in the app. No, no. It, just because a couple of cents, we wouldn't change our faves. Okay, uh, but, so we, but you like, can like if, do other things. You can like, yeah, if somebody yeah, clicks exactly. on on beverages, you can be the first yeah. beverage or you can be the 10th. Yeah, tenth. yeah. We, we're going to do it and we're going to do it the right way. We're not going to do it in a way that we put something to our gorilla's face if it's not our fave. Okay, okay, okay. But what's the most uh, purchased product? <laughs> Guess what? Bananas. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, man, bananas. But bananas are amazing, you know? But I mean, is that, I mean, it's not an emergency product. I mean, who's, who's like cooking and eats a banana? Man, banana is something amazing. It's like, imagine this. Tell me one other fruit that that's so tasty And you can access so easily. You know, tick, you, know you buy so, so, this. So, uh, but, but you're not lying. I mean, seriously, banana is the most bought product. Yes, yes, it's bought product. yes it's, it is. And, and what's the second? But the, but every time you buy banana, you don't buy one. So you buy multiple and you buy units. So maybe if you d divide it into units, it's, it's, it's different. But uh, banana is the biggest one. And the second one? Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, I mean, I don't know if I should tell this, but <laughs> but it's uh, it's about fruits and veggies, man. Fruit, uh, so, the, so the most... The single most important category is fruits and veggies. I mean, we, yeah, it's it's important category. Because it's fresh stuff. It's fresh stuff. I mean, obviously, it's fresh stuff is what you need in, within 10 minutes. I mean, the other stuff you can yeah. usually wait. Yeah, I can, I can tell you a little bit about, like, why, why fresh stuff are uh, mm -hmm. more, selling a bit more than the fair share in supermarket, maybe. So... Basically, one question, how can you buy blueberries on Saturday and still eat on Wednesday? It's it's almost impossible. It goes moldy. It goes non-fresh. So this, like gorillas, what, what we do is we help, uh, we help people to, you know, access with, access, um, access fresh items and eat consume them when they're fresh so this is this is a super beautiful part of the model and that's why we see we see a lot of fresh consumption or low shelf life consumption in the uh, in the model and and if you think about this uh, philip this is the consumer side what do you do as a cpg company you know like a big packaged goods company to survive in a 
in the current current structure of the retail. So basically, what you do is you maximize your shelf life. And how you maximize your shelf life? You take something, you put in a plastic bag, you put some chemicals inside, and you make something natural, uh, something, 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 you know, mm-hmm. p- uh, in, unnatural. And if this, not if, but when we penetrate, when we get get more and more, when we increase our community, uh, we will not only we will not only build this around 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 the around the consumer. We will also change the food industry around it. Like this is like our grand in our grand vision. So we, we really see we really see. I mean, decreasing the number of food industry is broken. Uh, documentaries in Netflix or something. You know, it's. It's, it's totally doable with this model. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful model. And I mean, I mean grand plans, I mean, changing the food industry for the better, obviously. I mean, you're delivering mm, by yes. bike. There's so many ten, aspects. Ten you have less less yeah. waste, right? And, and and I mean, now that there's there's like big time investors believing in this, like a couple of weeks ago, it came out that you had a 44 million mm-hmm. uh, invested in the company um, by, uh, I think it's an American company. Yeah, Couture. Couture. Yeah, Couture, yeah. Um, and so if, if they gave you 44 million to, to expand, so usually like when you have that, it's not a big, it's not a big, um, mystery. Your company is already worth like 200 million now. I mean, that's usually how it works. I mean, it's, that's, everybody knows that. I mean, you get 44 million, you don't give away the whole company. So usually give away like, well, 20%. So you're already at, at this point, right? I mean, it's, it's amazing after like eight, well, how is it now? Like 16 months uh, from, from zero to like possibly 200 million. I mean, Yeah, first of all, Kotu led the round. Yeah, so so it's it's just to correct. It's, it's, they led the round, not the whole amount is uh, from them c- coming from Kotu, and uh, and we are we are very lucky to uh, you know partner with them. I mean, they are they are not only providing capital, also a lot of good connections uh, and many more. Also, brand power extension. How did you find them through your, through your angels or through your? Uh, yeah. Um, You know, you know, um, Shoko. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the also like a very yeah. interesting. Uh, that that Daniel, startup in Berlin. Sh- Sh- Shoko CEO uh, uh, Daniel introduced me. Okay, okay. To Shoko. To and, and is is that, is that going to be the the is there a new round coming in 2021? You think? I mean, uh, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna change the food industry with only 44 million in the bank. You probably I mean, more. I mean, the question is, how can you how can you how can you exactly how can you change how can you change it? And for change, is you need you need capital in the beginning. And at the moment, we need capital. Uh, we have access to capital. So, so, but I mean, if I like spin this further, is it? I mean, it, it could be a story where you're like from founding the company, and then two years later. Could you be a unicorn by then? Uh, like a billion dollar company? I mean, in the next funding round, you're not mm-hmm. going to be at 200 million. You're probably going to ask for like a valuation of 500, 600 million at least, I would say. Yeah, Philip, it, it might sound cheesy, but I have no connection with the size of the business or like the valuation or like, you know, like it's at the end of the day, it, it's all about change, all about the change. And if the change requires money, we dilute as a company. If the change doesn't require money, we don't raise money. So the key thing is why we're doing it and how much capital we need for it 
and do we have access to it? So we know why we do it. We know how much we require and we have access to capital. And so you become a unicorn. You don't become a unicorn. It's going to be much, much earlier than two, two, 24 months. It's uh, like this model is, is like if we, if we keep on doing, if we keep on doing how we do things and stick to our values as a company. And as you mentioned, if we can, if we can uh, preserve this at this pace of growth, then, uh, then basically capital is not the, is not the bottleneck. It's, we just, you know, we just spread this. Uh, so you're saying then you'd be a unicorn like in less than 24 months? <laughs> I mean, if, as I said, if we, if we, if we stick to our values, it's a matter of, uh, it's not a matter of years, it's a matter of months. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, clones now popping up everybody's seen like what you build there like the, the digital industry is very transparent people like look at where money goes and how many other like delivery or like express delivery mm -hmm. companies are in germany like popping up right now how many exist what do you, what do you guess i mean in germany i i don't i i'm not i don't want to tell the number in germany but i i can tell you a total number of london germany and uh, and um, paris so there are there are 12 There are 12, 12 different teams working on this, um, and to and twelve, actually twelve good teams. You know, they are good teams. Um, twelve good teams working on this, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a competitive market for sure. It's gonna be a competitive market. What I what I don't like is what I don't like is. Some of these teams, yeah, not all, some of these teams, they do one-to-one, -one, you know? I mean, delivery area, one-to-one. -one. Go to the real estate guy, tell them we are a gorilla's clone. One-to-one, one-to-one. Like, I mean, this is like so, some of these people, also not not with gorillas, also with GoPuff. There's also one player now that's exactly go like... You know, maybe it's even GoPuff. I don't know. Like it's so similar. So, what I don't like is the beauty of the domain can be damaged by this, not by authentic people trying to do this. Like I'm super. Like I, I, I love it. I love a good team. You know, like doing something uh, witty. You know, like challenging. I love that. I want. I want to be in that kind of a setup. But I mean, come on. I mean. Have some values and reflect it to what you do. Because why I say this, man, Europe is an amazing place. For, for especially coming from coming from, you know, Turkey. Like we I we love our country, but we we, we look at the know-how and the accumulation of knowledge in, in this in this continent, yeah. So there's a lot of good entrepreneurs, there's a lot of uh, you know, like good good works, art. Love it, yeah. But as in this setup, in this setup, there's also a lot of cloning happening. Like in, in a setup where, where you have where you're this amazing thing. And so you're saying if, if those clone people don't have the same passion as you, they might ruin the whole domain. What I say is, what I say is, I think this is what's going to happen. For example, 
Well, what happened in retail industry? Like we're gonna we're gonna repeat the history, I think, with this model, with this with with this cloning. And I don't like that's why that's why that's why I want to scale as 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 long as we're proud, you know, what of what we're doing. So what happened in retail, uh, grocery retail? First, there were small kiosks, milkman, uh, you know, bakery, and at some point, they they begin getting together and they increase their assortment in in their in these local shops and. And these local shops became more expensive to be uh, to be in the in the uh, in the local place, and also they needed more space. So that's why there's a there are hypermarkets and supermarkets being emerged outside of the city. So people were going there as an experience, you know, like uh, like we take the families Saturday we go. As time goes, people began living much more fa- fast-paced and time became the scarce resource. And then, like, less and less uh, the, the number of people that's going outside of the city decreased. And that's why the uh, the grocery companies, they, they, decrease, they sm- decrease the format and open small mini-formats within the city. And during this, during this time, what happened is if there's one supermarket next next door next corner you have the other supermarket and at some point everything became equal in these markets and and what happened price war began so 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 what happened is we basically lost this touch and we began competing and competition is healthy i like competition you know i'm i'm national level water polo player i cry when i when i'm the water and you know when i'm winning and losing you know i'm i'm i love if there's one someone to compete i'm i'm the one who's who wants to compete but if it's for, for the sake of what i mean if if it's a construct constructive competition that takes the level up it's okay but i mean the approach of they make money we don't let's let's clone i mean this is this is i think this is, i think I think Europe deserves better than this. Coming from looking Europe as an idle continent, I think I came here with a with a different with a different uh, perspective, to be honest. Mm. And uh, and this is I'm not gonna let this happen, man. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna let this domain to be dirty. I love this so much, uh, and my team, my team loves this so much. It's not about me. It's like this young, ambitious, and authentic people like constantly pushing. For bold decisions, always riding, you know, being a one team like these people, they deserve to spread this change in a in a non-destructive way, and that's why the coming to your question, uh, this can be a unicorn. I don't care about the unicorn, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I feel responsible for, uh, for my team uh, to don't spend so much time with competition. We just win and move forward. So, because we have a lot of things to do around our vision and we want to, we want to do this. We want to, uh, you know, apply this vision uh, in a, in a very clean way, in a very transformative way, in a very, in a very mindful and respectful way. So, yeah, we want to change. We, are, we want to create a healthy community. Okay. 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 It's an amazing story. I mean, uh, no matter I mean, no matter the valuation no matter the exact revenue right now but i mean you've like within 
mm-hmm. a couple of months, uh, you've like transformed your own life. Now you're like a, a founder that VCs want to talk to, private equity companies want to approach. I, I'm assuming like you get like inbound interest all the time. People like want to invest in you. And, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, you were like walking around in Berlin and, and uh, you know, cutting your own flyers. And, 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 <laughs> and it, I mean, sometimes it feels like a dream for, for you probably, right? To be honest, I still feel like I'm cutting my flyers. I mean, I, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a dream. So, for example, now that I, I talk to you now, it feels weird. I mean, it feels weird. I want to go back to my, uh, you know, our warehouse uh, and talk to Anton, you know. Last time I saw him, it was September, and he came here and built an amazing team, you know. Like, he's he just graduated last year. I want to congratulate him and, you know, like, do a couple of rides with him. So, at the moment... We are too uh, too far away from talking about being in a dream state. We are we are executing all in, and uh, and we don't feel like we established something. So we esta- only thing that we are proud of two things: we establish a really like we are a really good team, super connected, with you know co- cohesive cohesive you know cohesive team, and we have a really good community. We have a really good community of. Uh, what's, what's, your, what's your what's your target? I mean, how old is your average buyer? Our average buyer. Yeah. Now it changed a lot. Now the spread went to fifty five uh, to sixties. But in the beginning, there was an early adapter. Uh, you know, classic early adapter age range, twenty five to thirty five. Okay, so but now it's like elderly people that mm-hmm. that use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now not 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 elderly, but you know, like it's. Man, come on, we're so we're fifty-five. You shouldn't say elderly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and, and and okay, and and do you feel like this, the classic supermarkets are going to be a threat to you as well? I mean, the clones are there. Mm-hmm. Then obviously, Flush and Post has a different model, and, and Picnic. Those guys were on the podcast. They they have different models. It mm-hmm. takes like different delivery windows, like t- you know, days mm-hmm. later. So it's different right now, at yeah. least. You feel like like Rewe online and those guys are threatening you. I mean, they are solving a different problem. So, I think they are different, solving a different problem. So that's why I don't I don't see them as a threat, mm. uh, because, as I told you, you're in a cave. <laughs> you know, you're in a cave, and there's no food in the back in the cave, and, you know, we immediately go and go go for hunting together, Philip, and they just say that okay. Wait, wait, we go Saturday. So uh, I don't believe that this is a threat. Mm-hmm. But what I think is a threat is this this model is so beautiful that, you know, like people will underestimate and will try to try to inject capital into this. And well, the moment they inject, uh, they they will like the industry might go into a very wrong, a very, a very wrong side. They will try to buy uh, people not create the community. Is it possible if, I mean, I, I know you a little bit now, we talked uh, mm-hmm. a couple hours before the podcast or almost. Um, you have access to so many cell phones now and it's growing. I mean, you have like, I don't know, 100,000 cell phones that have a Gorilla's app now, maybe more. Um, and it's certainly more in the coming month and years. Uh, and you say it's not about groceries necessarily. I mean, can you imagine like using this reach and using this community as you call it? Yeah. To, to to sell and deliver something completely away from groceries? Yes, yes. So, I mean, I tell you, I tell you how we think, and mm. you know, I 
uh, and then uh, you can cut after the after the podcast if if you want if it's too detailed. So because once I want to tell this and so that everything sticks, yeah. As I said, these four things that I mentioned, the four values, yeah, gives us a purpose that we want to change how the world interacts with their essential needs. Yeah, like, we just want to change this. And what we believe is the moment we give immediate access to the essential needs of 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 people they will begin consuming more mindfully and respectfully this is just this example of you know uh, if like the billionaires don't have this you know like uh, you know golden uh, suits and stuff you know so they, they because once you once once you get rid of the scarcity in your life you're more mindful because you know you can access and you access more mindfully so to do this our mission is to create the fastest infrastructure that gives gives people the um, the essential needs and a community to cha- spread this so around this the around essential needs what are essential needs grocery is one of the essential needs yeah peace of mind is for us is an essential need so for example peace of mind grocery we're covering peace of mind how do i get my peace of mind sometimes i think about it i do meditation <laughs> so sometimes it works sometimes i get you know <laughs> i i distract get distracted but i do meditation i do sports i educate myself i read so these are for us these are essential needs so around around this spectrum coming to your question one we once we have once we have many um uh you know many phone like many many phones or access to the pockets uh, i think i think we shouldn't think about like uh, just going to the physical and uh, physical space that can make us a- additional a- additional physical revenue but we should also think about uh for example how can we how can we give this peace of mind can we give a 10 minutes meditation through the gorillas app maybe yeah through the gorillas app yeah can we can we uh i mean I, I, we have many ideas when we have many ideas around this um so the gorillas app at some point will definitely be more than just the food delivery app yeah yeah i mean the the financial decision is go to apotheca you know go o- otc medication this is the financial decision where it should go to, to expand your market to, yeah, to apotheca yeah. coming to is because when you look at the surveys it says that i don't do that there's a survey from McKinsey. It says I don't do that 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 because of long delivery times. On you know they don't do online shopping because of long delivery times. Twenty seven percent groceries, twenty six percent apotheca or medication, yeah. Yeah. pharmacy, and the rest is eight nine percent. So you so you have to conquer this market as well. I mean the 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 ideal so ideal you know ideal path is that one, uh, but as I said, is this our values? We, we, are, we are around like is this our is this our value so maybe maybe there's a there's a better solution for us maybe for us uh maybe for us meditation is a better solution than uh than apotheke okay 
Khan. That was that was uh, many many different uh, storylines. <laughs> uh, very interesting situation. Like, we definitely want to follow your story in the next um, month and years. And it's, I'm, I'm sure you'll like create more waves in the in the industry here in Germany and maybe in, in Europe. Um, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me, man. Like uh, it was a super nice room with a super nice vibe that you created. Uh, so uh, I really, I really thank you uh, for for you know calling me. I quite enjoyed it. And one thing before, uh, one thing before we close, maybe um, I just want to send one thank you. Yeah, uh, like nine months ago, actually, I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> so it's not that you know, like uh, I was listening and I was saying, okay, like. One day, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the vision and what we're doing and everything. And I think if if I'm doing this now, it's just, it's, it's, it's purely, it's purely about this, the two things, you know, the, the team that's super united and uh, the community that supports our uh, vision. So I want to take, and also like the, uh, you know, like the combination of both. I want to thank both for, uh, for my internal team. And I don't want to say external team, but also the external community. I'm super thankful, man. Like we're going to change this together for sure. I'm super pumped up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I love awesome, it. Awesome. I love it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, man. Bye-bye.